You are now tuning in to Spirituality Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Latanya Moore. This is the place where we cover all things related to your spiritual maturity. I'm talking topics, experiences, and application. It's also the place where you can receive practical tips when you are ready to strengthen your relationship with God. Hashtag practical. So let's not waste any time. Let's jump right in to today's episode. Hey, 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 come on in. Have a seat at the table, people. Listen, grab your coffee, grab your tea, because we are about to jump right on in. If this is your first time here, welcome. I am so glad that you joined us for another episode. We're in the middle, actually, we're at the end of the healing series. So this is a perfect opportunity. But I also want you to go back and get those foundational pieces. Listen, season one was all about foundation. Season two, God told me we were going deeper. And I really believe that has happened, especially with our gifted series, now with the healing series. So I'm so excited about about what God is doing um, just through spirituality, you know? Listen, it's the last episode of the healing series. Have you all enjoyed this series? I want to hear about it. Send me a message, a DM, an email. If anything about this healing series has blessed you, I want to hear. So I'm excited because we're going to jump into the experience where we have Ricky, who is going to share with us so much about his healing journey, especially as it relates to physical health, as well as um, his gift of healing. So it's going to be good. Before we get started with the experience, of course, I got to touch on the topic. I got to give you what God gave me (laughs) and just tell you a little bit about, you know, physical healing, right? So as I prayed about this, one of the things that really came to me was kind of the same as what happened last time when we talked about, you know, our healing gift, right? What happens is that we allow things to kind of get in the way and stop us from, you know, actually manifesting the healing that God wants us to have. And so physical healing is so important because we all experience some type of sickness, you know, all of us. You may not have a chronic illness or disease or things of that nature, but I'm pretty sure you've had a headache or maybe even a cold, right? One of my mentors always says, a common cold ain't so common. (laughs) A common cold, why are we calling it a common cold? It's not common. God does not want us to have these issues of the body. And so, you know, that's something that we can pray for and pray out, right? So, Too often, though, we really accept what the doctor says to us, you know, and we'll run with it. We'll accept, you know, when they tell us this condition or this disease or this diagnosis, and we literally run with it. We start telling everybody, yeah, this is what the doctor said I had. And we'll we'll speak, you know, about it and say, but I believe God. God is a healer and God this and God this. But really, we have completely taken on that diagnosis. We have completely taken on what the doctor has said about us, right? And what will happen is that we begin to, especially when we're in pain um, and when we are experiencing the symptoms, we begin to speak about those issues instead of speaking to those issues. Does that make sense? 
So let's just say it's a headache. You know, we begin to speak about the headache. Oh man, I have a headache. Oh man, like, oh my, my head is hurting so bad. We're speaking about it instead of speaking to it. Headache, I command you to go. You have no authority here. Move. That's speaking too. And so I think that a lot changed for me when I realized that that was the way to go, right? That is the prayer that needs to be prayed that, you know, I am speaking to whatever that that issue is or whatever that pain is that's manifesting itself because obviously it is keeping me back from something and that you will not do, right? And so I had to shift my language when I learned that, whoo, it was a game changer. It was a game changer for me, especially for a headache. Because when I feel like I have a headache, I feel like it is keeping me away from doing something, right? When your head hurts so bad, like you can't even like open your eyes the way you want to. You can't do your work. You can't look at your computer. And so I feel like it's keeping me away from something. So anytime I have a pain, a headache or anything of that nature, I go straight for it. Like I speak to it, not about it. All right. Though I might tell somebody I got a headache, but, um, and that's natural, you know, but we want to change our language, you know, so that we're speaking to it. The other thing that we often forget about physical healing is we forget about the power of and in communion. Communion is a powerful tool that helps us to gain healing, right? Taking communion is like, you know, and renewing that covenant and reminding God that there is healing power in the blood, you know? There is so much power in communion. And so we often forget that, you know, that's another tool. So as I think about, you know, the importance of physical healing and the reason why we need it so badly, it's because there are things that the enemy is going to make you think about that disease, that condition, that pain, what have you. And it is literally going to keep you away from the things that God wants you to do. And listen, he didn't set it up that way. He didn't set it up for us to be kept away from the things that he really want us to manifest. And so one of the things that um, that I learned to do was to create a prayer file. Um, Some of you all may know if you've been listening to the podcast for a while that I took an intercessors course that was eight weeks long and I learned to create a prayer file in that course. And that course um, taught me how to write down all of the issues, like, you know, what what is the issue? What is it that the, the doctor has said? Or what is it, the pain? You know, where is it? Everything about the issue. To also research if there is a diagnosis in the research, you know, the symptoms, the research, the causes, so that I can go straight for those. And also research the treatment. So if it's a a pinched nerve that just came to me, if somebody has a pinched nerve, reach out to me because I'm about to be praying for that. If it's a pinched nerve, then I'm going to be praying the opposite of a pinched nerve, right? I'm going to be praying that that nerve is released and that it is no longer pinched and that, you know, the opposite, whatever it is that I research and what I learn about that area or that condition, I'm going to be praying about the opposite. I'm going to be praying that the treatment begins to happen in the body, Okay. And then I also pray about everything that the enemy will try to tempt you with. So having a pinched nerve might make me think that I can't stand up like I want or as long as I want. Having a pinched nerve might make me think that I can't go you know, to the movies anymore because I can't sit still and sit down in that position anymore. So I also pray about all the things that the enemy will try to tempt 
you with, right? Or me with. And the last thing I do is I go and grab scriptures. So I look at scriptures. I put those scriptures on the prayer file or in the prayer file, and I add all of those scriptures there. So when I pray through the prayer file, what I'm doing is I am, you know, identifying what the issues are. I'm coming against the issues. I am praying about the treatment for the issues. I'm praying against everything that the enemy might try to tempt um, me with or someone else if I'm praying for someone else. And then I am praying the scripture because this is what the word said. And that's a prayer file. And so ever since I learned that technique, I have definitely gone in for people as it relates to, you know, their physical healing just by using, you know, a prayer file. I'm literally keeping it on a Word document as I pray through the file. Um, And some of the files I've said, you know, Lord, I'm only opening this file one time. Like I'm going to go in and I feel in my heart of hearts and in my spirit that I will never have to open this file again. And so I'm going to pray through it and I'm going to command the heavens to open for this person. And I'm going to push back demons and dark and principalities and all those things in this prayer. And I know that I will never have to open this file again. And so that I go hard. Okay. Drain my whole little self out, drain everything. (laughs) So yeah, I love that. I also make sure that when I'm praying through the prayer file, that I have my prophetic worship music up or some really like good warfare music, because that is what this is. I am fighting in the spirit. And so because I'm fighting, I like to have, you know, some good warfare music up. Sade Martin has a new prayer album out. It's called Prayers from the Vault. And one of the songs on the album um, features um, Broderick McBride, and they are praying through physical health issues. I am going to link that in the show notes for anyone, especially who has Apple Music. But that album of Prayers from the Vault is like, whoo, will get you all the way together. Okay. So you all download that too. That's an amazing resource. Um, I love praying through that. And, um, and there's a song on there that really walks you through. Well, it's a, there's a prayer on there that really walks you through praying for physical healing or physical ailments. Listen, our guest for today is amazing. Okay. Listen, let me tell you something. He has been healed from his own, you know, physical um, issues and ailments, as well as been gifted with the healing gift. And so I want you to tune in because this is about to be fire. So Ricky, welcome to the podcast. I know. I'm so excited about joining you today. I have been waiting for this day. I'm excited. (laughs) Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. I'm excited too. Oh my gosh, you all. Let me just say for for a moment that Ricky's mom is my whole Instagram friend, okay? And y'all know I love Instagram (laughs) friends. And she sent me a message and she's like, my son, she's always talking about her son. I'm like, listen, the Lord is telling me I need your son on the podcast. (laughs) So I'm so excited to have you here. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, moms are always moms. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, is this a God thing or is this a mom thing? And and I really <laughs> felt like it was a God thing. So I'm excited about being here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So today on the podcast, we're continuing. Actually, we're ending our healing series. And we've talked about healing all month long. And you are just, you know, giving us all the power and glory as you're coming today just to talk about physical healing and really, you know, what that means and, you know, how it's manifested in your life, right? 
So as we get started, let's just talk about some of your experiences in the area of physical health. Well, uh, I absolutely love this. Okay, so I love healing. I have plenty of stories I can tell. <laughs> and I have a tendency to when I start talking about it, to get really stirred <laughs> about it because it, it just blesses me all over Come again. On. But I guess I can start with my own, um, my healing uh, journey and experience. I was uh, born uh, with and diagnosed with uh, epilepsy. Uh, and I had seizures. So what most people don't know is that seizures are sometimes a uh, byproduct of epilepsy, but the seizures and epilepsy are actually two different things. So epilepsy is something I know uh, that. that is <laughs> epilepsy is something that is a, a brain thing. Uh, and, and then as a result of that, a lot of times seizures happen, uh, but it's possible for people to have seizures and not have epilepsy. So uh, again, the little nuances of the other two things, but I have both. So I had epilepsy diagnosed with it, uh, had seizures. They would normally take place uh, in the night uh, and in the middle of the night randomly. Uh, even when I started school, kindergarten, uh, teachers and everybody was prepped for a, uh, an episode, what to do uh, so that uh, I had a tendency that when I went into my seizures, my, my tongue cords would roll to the back of my throat. And if they didn't turn me over to the left side, I, I would end up choking on, on wow. my own tongue. So that my, my parents had to be taught, you know, how to handle that when I went into seizures. Uh, teachers and nurses in schools needed uh, to be aware of that for that uh, point. So. As a child growing up, uh, initially, the first part of my childhood, I was never in a room by myself or never sleeping alone because in the middle of the night, this could happen. And the fear was that I would I would have it in the middle of the night, suffocate off of choking on my uh, tongue and, 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 and die. So I had to be in my parents' room like uh, up until about the age of eight or nine uh, wow. being there because it, it just, that was just my experience. Uh, but the interesting thing that started happening to me is, and, and I find it even to this day interesting because some of the experiences started happening at the age of five. Now, do I remember anything else about the age of five? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, there are very little things I remember about that early age frame, but there are significant moments that I do. Uh, one being uh, when I was five, I remember being in the hospital uh, going through a, a myriad of different tests that I would have to go through every time I had an episode. Uh, and so every time I had one, they would do CAT scans. They would uh, do all of these tests and different things to kind of gauge where, where my brain activity was, what was going on eternally, and to adjust my medication doses because I also yeah. was daily on medication uh, for this. Uh, wow. But at the age of five, I began having supernatural experiences that I would just know things. I was in the hospital like normal. Uh, that was my normal part of life at that point. Uh, but my first experience again was at five years old and it was, I, I supernaturally knew the content uh, of a conversation my mom had had in the hallway, down the hall with my pastor. Uh, at the time, when she came back into the hospital room, I was able to tell her what that conversation was about and offer encouragement to her uh, about what she was feeling and where she was at the moment, uh, which totally threw her off. Uh, it totally shocked her. She did not know five-year-old boy telling me that everything's going to be okay, uh, all this type of uh, stuff in response to what she was feeling. Uh, and it kind of 
stop there or, or she kind of pondered it in her heart, so to speak, at that uh, moment. And and I just went on. For me, it didn't seem supernatural. And I think that's probably why I was able to tap into that at such a young age, because it didn't seem like I was using a gift of the spirit or God was using me or anything of the sort. To me, it was just a natural experience or something that just happened that I couldn't explain, but I didn't attribute it at that time to like some spiritual gift Woo! or something. Uh, so that and was And in fact, you still have an imagination, <laughs> you know? So it's like, wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, which, which may even to the, the point of where I'm hit. So uh, fast forward to eight years old. I'm back in the hospital again, had had another episode, uh, seizure in the night. So was there, uh, was getting uh, medication, was going through more tests, all that uh, different stuff. Uh, and then once we came out of that uh, experience and it was time to go home, we were driving home, uh, headed home like normal, I was sitting in the back seat of the car. And I look, just looked out the window like any kid does when you're riding in the car. Looked out the window, but suddenly the sky, it literally rolled away. It was like somebody rolled it up, like how you roll a piece of paper. Wow. Uh, so it literally rolled away uh, in front of me. And I remember when the sky rolled away, it, Jesus appeared to me in the in the sky. As a kid, I'm sitting in the back, and, and I know I'm sitting in the car, but I feel like I'm being taken out of the car. Uh, to stand next to Jesus, almost Jesus is like standing uh, above me, would be kind of standing, and I kind of come to his waist at that point, uh, but out of his hands is like how if we run and do exercise, we sweat, that sweat coming out of our yeah. pores, his wasn't sweat, it was literal oil coming out yeah, of his that hands. So the the oil, <laughs> the oil was coming out of his hands, dripping on my head. And in that experience, uh, Jesus himself told me that he had called me to preach his gospel. I had never heard it phrased that way. I had never heard it put that way. And again, I'm eight years old. Uh, the other thing that made this whole experience difficult was I come out of this experience, I mean, bawling, crying, just like, oh my God, what is happening? My parents are, are driving up front. They don't know if I'm going through another episode, what is happening, what is going on. They don't know whether to turn back around and go to the hospital until they finally get me to kind of calm down and kind of tell them my experience. I didn't know what to do with that experience. They didn't know what to do with that experience. Right. What and did they say? Of, right. So, and then on top of that being just a, crazy experience. Also, one of the, the side effects of epilepsy is hallucinations. So that was, a, that was a known thing of it and a part of it. So with that being the case, you don't get diagnosed with epilepsy and start telling people you're having visions. Because <laughs> doctors, <laughs> doctors are going to tell you, oh yeah, okay, he's hallucinating. Yeah. These, are, these are things that happen. Uh, and it was just a part of the, the diagnosis. So we didn't know what to do with it. We didn't know how to handle it. Or, and they kind of just said, oh, okay, Ricky, like we love you, went into that. And then there was nothing else after that. Like, no, uh, hey, I know this is what I need to do. Or they telling me, hey, this is what you need to do. Nothing for another year. Now, on top of this, uh, on top of the epilepsy, on top of the seizures, uh, on, on top of that, I also had a very, 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 very bad stuttering problem. Uh, I was in speech therapy when I initially started school uh, because I had a hard time talking and, and communicating. And God forbid, if I got excited about anything, that was a wrap. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you weren't going to understand oh. nothing I was saying. Uh, and I remember uh, some of the techniques of them teaching me how to try to get my 
words out. Even as a kid, uh, it was when I was getting excited or I had to say something that I would clap with my hands to kind of help me stay with the uh, phonetic spelling of it and stay yeah, with, wow. with being able to pronounce it. Uh, so I had all of these things. So all of that was going on yeah. <laughs> up through a young child. A year later at nine, we were having a, some uh, special service at my church at the time, and I had been asked to give like the the message for it, just a generality. I knew for me that this connected back to the vision that I had a year prior. So I was like, oh, I'm going to preach. That's what I'm going to do. At nine years old. At nine years old. I was like, I'm going to preach. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, a week before I had to uh, give that message, uh, my mom had read in uh, the Bible the story of Jesus laying his hands on the guy's ears and his tongue, and oh, yeah. his ears were open and his tongue was loose and she just one day said you know hey i'm gonna i'm gonna just do this i'm gonna believe god for this and just do it and Amen. we'll see what happens it wasn't like she just knew it was just hey we're gonna step out and and trust god and so she did that she laid her hands on my ears she laid her hands on my mouth and prayed and and that was it and nothing in the moment seemingly happened oh. uh until a week later I got up to preach uh, the message and instantly was healed of a stuttering problem. From that day to this, Jesus. I've never had any issues with stuttering, never had to go back to speech therapy, never had to utilize any of those techniques or anything that they taught me because I was instantly healed. Also, mm -hmm. at that point, when I started preaching at nine, after that first message, I never had another seizure after that. So then we went back to the hospital. And they started running the tests again and trying to see, okay, what's going on? What's changing? Uh, and so they started decreasing my medicine because based on the test, they could see that I didn't need the dosage that I once needed. And so every uh, couple of months, we would go back and they would constantly decrease uh, the, the dosage of the medicine. And then I wasn't having seizures anymore. Uh, but eventually I came off of the medication. Eventually the doctors was like, he is, he no longer has epilepsy. You don't see this in his brain activity at all. And, and for me at that moment, as a child, it was just childlike and just, oh, I believe God. God is God is big. He, he's, he's amazing. He's great. Mm -hmm. Okay, he does this thing. As I got older, for me, healing became so fundamental uh, for my walk with God and my belief and even a part of my ministry uh, because I, I instantly or not, it grew into the knowledge of understanding that the, the reason why you can argue with people about healing doctrinally and theologically and all that stuff, but for me, the bottom line for healing is does God have a purpose for your life because I believe that if you have purpose then God makes healing available to you because in order for you to fulfill your purpose you need a body and so the enemy is attacking our bodies not because he actually cares about it. he doesn't care about your body what he's trying to do is get you out of purpose and so if you can believe that you have a purpose then simultaneously then you can believe that God wants your body healed enough to fulfill your purpose and that's just been the heartbeat of me uh from that point yes. on. I just, I just believe in it yes. <laughs> and then as i'm sitting here thinking you literally walked in your calling on that day that was the day that you walked in your calling that the vision you know completely manifested in your life that day right and it's like all right absolutely I, I healed. <laughs> absolutely absolutely oh, so i read when i read stories of 
Jeremiah saying that he was too young or Moses saying, hey, I have a stuttering problem or, you know, I'm not qualified enough. You, I, I completely identified <laughs> with all of that or, or, you know, David not being tall enough. All of these things, these things that we disqualify ourselves. I think healing is one of the ways that God uses in our, in our walks with him to show us that, hey, I know how to take care of you so that you can fulfill purpose. Everybody, whether you're Christian or not, everybody's looking for purpose everybody's trying to find the thing that makes them fulfilled and live their life and and there's no way to separate that from healing even people who aren't christian they're going to find some avenues of healing and find some avenues of trying to make their bodies better because everybody knows if i want to live in purpose i've got to have a body that sustains my purpose so god is no I different yeah. <laughs> yeah this um our guest sana she was on a mental health um healing episode she was just talking about god said i qualified you when i healed you right Absolutely. like when you got healed like you were qualified <laughs> then to step into it, it was your experiences you know that really Absolutely. qualified you Come on. Absolutely. Well, this, I know, shifted your entire kingdom walk, your entire kingdom <laughs> journey. Like, how so? How has this healing really shifted your entire journey? Absolutely. Uh, healing became almost like a, a guiding light for me, even to the gospel and to the greater message of salvation and to other kingdom elements that God had, has eventually taught me. But healing became that guiding light of, hey, this is how big God can be. And so I've always believed for one of the uh, other things later on in uh, another visitation I had with, with the Lord was that part of the, the calling and assignment for my life was that he wanted me to present to people a God they could believe in. Uh, what was so my, my whole core of everything I do, <laughs> my whole core of everything I do is I want to, I, I, people know me, they know I love doctor. I love teaching the word. I love that, but I love it because I want, I want people to understand the Bible because I want people to understand God. Cause if people, I feel like can ever see God for real, they will believe him. I feel like we don't believe God when we have a false view Absolutely. of him and healing is a way to kind of crack into people view of God. Uh, I, uh, there was a time I was in uh, on a mission trip in uh, Puerto Rico, uh, preaching there. I, I was in the middle of a message and I remember uh, I couldn't get past uh, hearing a name. I just kept getting a name in the middle of my message. So eventually I just stopped preaching. Uh, the translator stopped translating and I said, there's somebody here, uh, you're, I forget what the guy's name was at the moment now, but I called out his name, uh, told him that he had been in a car accident and, and and that God wanted to heal him. Now, I knew that healing at the time was somewhere in this area of his body. I did not know that the man's entire rib cage had been cracked and broken and that under his clothes was a brace because his entire rib cage had been broken Ooh, in this accident. I just knew by word of knowledge that he had been in a car accident. Right. Uh, and, but I knew uh, even in being in a different country at that time, that a way to crack open into cultures, what will cross over into any, it will cross any language barrier, cultural barrier, race barrier, is if you see the power of God and the healing power of God at that. And so I thought this is a great time to demonstrate the healing power of God to kind of crack, crack that language barrier and that cultural uh, barrier. So I prayed for him mm -hmm. in, uh, in this service. Instantly, the guy starts like yelling and shouting, and I'm like, "What is going on?" Because I I don't speak Spanish, so I don't know what you're saying. I'm trying to get the information from the chance, like, "What is happening?" Uh, and the guy could literally 
feel his rib cage start cracking back into place to the point that the guy ended up taking the brace off and was totally healed, uh, totally restored. Uh, the people that were in there knew uh, this guy. They had been in the hospital with the guy. They knew the guy's rib cage was broken, fractured, shattered, and he had this whole uh, several months of healing process he had to go through, and instantly God healed him. And oh the beautiful thing about that is that the guy didn't even believe in, 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 in Jesus. Jesus. He was just there <laughs> because he was, and somebody had invited him. So it sparked an entire move of God in that uh, part of Puerto Rico uh, on the basis of healing. I really believe God uses healing to draw people to him uh, and, and is one i feel like it's one of the ways why the enemy likes to fight people and make them think that you have to be good enough to be healed or you have to fast enough to be healed or pray enough to be healed and and, and god wants you to know that you are loved enough to be healed uh -huh. and if you can rest in that you can move in the healing power of god without anybody touching you That's without so anybody blowing on you if you will get to the point of resting in the fact that god loves me too much to leave my body in captivity you, when we look at the scriptures uh, that because that's what sickness is uh you know the bible says in uh acts 10 38 that god anointed jesus of nazareth with the holy ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil so for for god's point of view sickness is oppression disease is oppression God, and he I... sees it as a form of if he loved the nation of israel enough to deliver them out of egypt and we we can't act like that they were doing everything right. right. They were crossing all their T's and dotting all their I's. And yet God loved them enough mm -hmm. to rescue them out of Egypt. Then God loves me enough to rescue my body out of sickness and disease. Amen. I don't have to dot every I. I don't have to cross every T. I just have to believe that he loves me enough to rescue me. Woo, you just preached a whole sermon now. Okay? <laughs> Man, so it, you know, this was just one part of your, your, your kingdom walk. You started preaching at nine. You're healing people. When did you get to that place where you started to see, you know, healing miracles come from your own hands, you know, from your own prayers? that started actually early on so for me my my experience was in reverse i i initially encountered healing at that point from uh praying for people and laying hands on people and believe for them that they would be healed it wasn't until about the age of 13 so that's from 9 to 13. When I, at about the age of 13, uh, we joined this uh, church that opened me up to an entire different theology and doctrine about healing and, 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 and teaching people that without the laying on of hands and without, you know, anointing oil or anything, yes. you could just take God at his word and and experience healing and and I, I remember it's a win it's a win listen <laughs> listen you can grab it <laughs> you can grab it yeah. uh that you can and, and i so i firmly believe that uh and it was getting under that type of teaching that it kind of opened up and expanded for me uh and and one of the the scriptures and, and and experiences i'll share both of those uh that i had during that time was one that the scripture that talks about the the guy that was let down through the roof of the yes. house and was healed uh the scripture says that yeah but before the guy got in the house the scripture says that jesus was in the house teaching and the power of god was present to heal them so the power of god was, was present in this there. house to heal people was wow. already there and and the reason it showed up is because jesus was teaching so there's an anointing even like on this podcast when we're just talking about it there's an anointing that shows up 
for healing, like the healing power of God is present. But the other thing about that story that fascinated me was the healing power of God was present and nobody in the room had received it yet. So it wasn't it wasn't an issue of power. It wasn't like the power of God wasn't there. God was waiting on somebody to believe him. And the guy that was let down through the roof of the house just happened to be that guy. Yeah. But he didn't he didn't turn the power on. What he did was tap into it. It's the same. So for me, it became, hey, whenever I'm teaching, whenever I'm talking about God, I don't even have to be talking about healing. If I'm talking about God and, 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 and the goodness of God, the kindness of God, the mercy of God, in those moments, the power of God to heal people is present and all it takes is for them to tap into that power and they can be healed like as they are listening to teaching other words so that immediately became a mind shift for me that you know what I'm going to teach and I'm going to proclaim the goodness of God and I'm going to expect people's uh, healings to manifest as a result of it that's so and, good and so then, even as you talk about that scripture most of the time people um were pastors when you when you hear that story they focus so much on the friends who, you know, dropped him down through the roof, you right, know, the, the right. friend circles, the faith they had, all of that. But I, I don't think I've ever heard it that way, right? Where the power was already there. He just needed to tap into it. I'm yeah, going absolutely. back to it. I gotta go. <laughs> Listen, it's it's those it's those small little nuances of scripture that kind of just opens uh it up. But because I have read that scripture several times and never noticed that the power of God was there before the guy got there. Uh so then it just made me think who else in the room needed healing that didn't tap into it and, or thought that they needed, they weren't good enough to receive it or they weren't righteous enough to receive it. And, and, and I even think more about that because even before that guy gets healed, Jesus addresses, hey, your sins are forgiven. It's almost like he knew that your, your knowledge of, of how not good you are and your knowledge of what all that you haven't done is blocking you from really receiving healing. So, hey, right. don't worry about your sins. Don't I, That's forgiven. Don't worry about your shortcomings. That's forgiven. Don't tap into the healing power of God. And I think it's the same for people today, that if he can get you to stop thinking about how bad you are and how much you've fallen and how much you haven't done, and get you to think about how much he's made available to you, man, you can tap into healing Listen, at any And that's point. exactly why the next episode is on forgiveness. You see, you I love that. Me, like, literally, this is it's all attached. It's, it's connected. We have to forgive ourselves. We have to forgive other people. And literally holding on to so much is holding us back from so Absolutely. much. So, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. think this is a good time to take a break and just remind you that if you're listening to this podcast and you are loving what you hear to go over to Apple, go over to Spotify, go over to whatever podcast platform you're listening to right now and rate this podcast. Come on, y'all. I need some fives. I need five stars. So rate the podcast, put a review in, let me know what you're thinking because that is how this podcast will rise to the top and i seek to be amongst the number one players so please go ahead rate review subscribe and share thank you so that was a, a facet of it that kind of opened up for me. Um, I then uh, pastor at the uh, time, uh, Dr. Sandra Kennedy in Augusta, uh, Georgia, 
she used to do healing uh, meetings and, and she used to do them so differently, but it, it so attracted me to them is that the way she started out every healing meeting was that, you know, I'm not here to beat you over the head on doctrine or try to convince you theologically about this is that my goal in these meetings is to make you fall in love with Jesus. That I can, if I can cause you to fall in love with Jesus, I can get you healed. And that one statement for My me God. totally revolutionized what yes. I thought. And, and so every time she said, if I can get you to fall in love with Jesus, I can get you healed. And so the first time I it, it hit me and I didn't even fully understand it. I knew that, whoa, that's a key. And 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 I don't even know if I fully understand it. It wasn't as I, as I got older and grew more in the Lord that I realized that, hey, that the only thing stopping me from experiencing healing is I think Jesus doesn't want to give it to me. I think I've got to wrestle him for it or fight him for it or, or convince him or persuade him to do it. But if I actually fall in love with this man, you know, when you love somebody, you become convinced there's nothing they wouldn't do for you. Yes. And so if I actually fall in love with Jesus, healing becomes easy. Yes, he wants to heal me. Yes, he wants to prosper me. Yes, he wants to do all of these kingdom things for me. Yeah. But it started from a place of getting people to be in love. love with yeah, connecting. It, it takes a struggle out of it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It, absolutely. I feel like when you when when you don't connect it to a relationship, we make Christianity and receiving from God so difficult and so rigid and hard. But if we can come back to that relationship, man, it, it just becomes so much easier to flow in that healing power every day. Yeah, that's what my whole mission is for this podcast. <laughs> because of years of being religious, it's being religious until I got to the point of relationship. And I realized like, wait, all this stuff that I thought I knew really isn't how it is like this is I, I thought I knew all these things about God and I thought I knew all these things about the Bible and I, th I thought I learned all these things as I came and went from church and left the same until I got into a relationship and I realized like whoa 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 this is completely different than what y'all said <laughs> like when I got to know Abba as my father like everything changed for me in, in such a practical way and that's why on my podcast I'm always talking about hashtag practical tips because you know they're just it's, it's all in that experience it's all in that relationship that you have with god absolutely even what you're talking about like the practicality of that you we even see the power of healing in relationship just on a natural day-to-day -day basis just think about relate relationships that you have uh that are healthy and beneficial to your life how they provide an element of healing to you you know there's nothing like having a bad day and getting around a good friend that makes you laugh uh, and the healing that provides that in itself is a mirror of the fact that relationship brings healing and it's the same oh. way with God you get you get right relationship you're going to experience healing in some way or, or fashion or form I love it I love it man okay so as we think about practical tips because I love for people to walk away if they listen with really practical techniques and things that they can try themselves right now someone who has you know, a disease that they've been diagnosed with, what would you say to them to start walking in that healing, to activate that healing? Love Any that. Any practical tips? Yes. So I have about a few just off the cuff practical things to do. Number one, when you're dealing with anybody that is trying to walk in healing, whether, you know, receive it for themselves, uh, especially when you're dealing with, you know, cancer, diabetes, different uh, things that people are experiencing, I tell you, you've got to, the first place you've got to start 
is you've got to start with forgiving yourself. You've got to relinquish and think that you are not good enough. It, you've got to deal with, there's just no way around that because it, everybody thinks that they are where they are because of something they didn't do. And we all know life is full of consequences and choices, but the beauty of, of the kingdom of God is that he allows his choice to trump ours. And all we have to do is relinquish it and, and forgive ourselves. So if you want to experience healing, you've got to first practically start with saying, hey, I know I may haven't done everything right, and I know I may have done something, even if it's can. I know I may have smoked too much and, and set myself up for this or drank too much, and now that's why I, I attribute it to liver cancer or whatever. I may have done things, and that may be true, and I acknowledge that, but you know what? I forgive myself. I forgive myself, and if God can love me, so can I. Once you move out of that, that's step one. The, the next thing to, to practically, again, to begin to renew your mind to the fact you've got to resolve that God is a healer. Number one, if God is a healer, number two, God lives in me. If we're dealing with the believers, God lives in me. So if God is a healer and God lives in me, then I am saying the healer lives in me. You know, I can't separate the Come two. On. So uh, he's in me, the healer lives on the inside of me. Now I've got to start realizing that every day, the healer is is living in me he's living in my cells he's living in my organs he's living in my brain he's living in my legs and my limbs or whatever if arthritis is in my body i've got to believe that there's more of the healer in me than there is arthritis and I, and, and the more i believe that and the more I, I and every day uh not this is just not a christian thing because even the world believes in affirmations and confessions every day you need to rem, you need to verbally tell yourself and remind yourself the healer lives in me he he is living in me whatever body part that is so if you if it's you know uh breast cancer colon cancer you got to say it every day that hey the healer lives in my in my colon the healer is working in my colon and he's ministering healing to my body because what you're going to to realize is is it's going to start building your faith because what we all have to learn to do is like my terminology for it is you got is you have to school the heart to believe you've got to school it you've got to train it you got to lead it uh to believe and and affirmations and confessions all you're doing is practically schooling that heart to believe because god doesn't make healing hard you know i know people have 21 steps for healing and yeah, eight steps for this but what god's one step is i just want you to love me enough to believe me and whatever you've got to do to get to that place do it talk to yourself uh, spend time worshiping him spend time uh thinking about his goodness spend time not thinking more about him than thinking about you and you're going to find it it makes it easier to believe him because now you just love them you just love them and to the and i don't want people to beat themselves up on the process of healing too yeah, there are a lot of things that happens and it's instantaneous. I mean, I was instantaneously uh, healed, healed from stuttering, instantaneously healed from epilepsy. But a gradual healing for me was I had a very bad uh, sinus and, and allergy problem. Uh, you know, during the, the springtime every year, and I, I could only go outside very, very minimum, even while preaching. Springtime was horrible for me because pollen was high and I literally just wouldn't have, you know, uh, sneezing and itchy eyes, I, my body would break out. Like it, it would yeah. be bad. 
Uh, so <laughs> yes, everything, uh, every year, every year never fails. But for me now that doesn't happen for me, but that was a gradual thing. That was a constantly daily reminding myself that God lives in me. And if God is a healer, that means the healer lives in me. And so I am being healed every day. My body is getting better every day. My God is ministering to my body like medicine every day. This is happening. And over a course of time, uh, actually, quite frankly, it took about two to three years of that, uh, that it, it took uh, of constantly growing in that to the point that spring one year came around and I didn't break out. And then I was just I was just getting uh, a sneezing or, or itchy eyes. I wasn't breaking out anymore. And then the next year after that, I, I was just getting a runny nose and I wasn't itchy eyes anymore. So it just progressed. Yeah. Uh, and, and the thing was to not allow the enemy to make you think that God isn't working in your life because it's not happening in the moment. You've got to hold on to the fact the Bible says through faith and patience, we inherit the promises of God. So yes, you need faith, but be patient with yourself and be patient with that, that healing power. Because another word for healing is cure, is medicine. And nobody takes, well, if you got an extreme terminal disease, you're not taking medicine and expecting to be well in, in 60 okay. seconds. You take like, it wow. and you watch yeah. it. <laughs> you watch that work and the healing power of God can often work the same way. It works like medicine, you know, and you let that thing work in you and working and believe that it is constantly working and curing and providing aid to your body. Oh, come on. Listen, that was another sermon. That, by the way, <laughs> forgiveness is Absolutely. so big and we need to, <laughs> okay? we got to listen, including ourselves. Um, all right, and then believing that God is a healer. Okay, so we got to increase our belief and starting to say those affirmations. So those are so practical. Mm -hmm. Like those are things that you can do every day and it really trains your brain, right? To, to shift. Absolutely, so absolutely. It's been scientifically proven that it rewires our brain. Your brain is literally rewired when you when you confess the word of God and confess your your belief in that it literally rewires the brain. You know, God knows what he's doing. <laughs> wow, this is so amazing. Okay, so if you think about, you know, your your life, I mean, you were prophetic at 5, you were already seeing and hearing and, you know, in conversations and all those things, you walked through your own experiences with healing, you started healing others. You've grown a lot. So, in what area <laughs> Of your spirituality, have you grown the most? Oh, I love that question. I would have to say, uh, as much as I've experienced and, and walked with God, I still think that the most area I've grown in is in the area of courage. I think when That's we deal good. with faith or, or moving in purpose or moving in any gifts or even growing in our relationship with God, all of it takes courage. You know, we can be in our homes and our in our cars and our prayer closets, praying and receiving so much from God. We got journals written down of so much God has said to us and everything. But at the end of the day, it's courage we need and it's courage we have to grow into to actually begin to walk into what God said. Uh, so for me, that's been a constant uh, growth area for me is hey, be courageous. Be courageous. Wow. Uh, the, the worst thing, the worst thing that can happen, and this hopefully this part here encourages somebody, is to think about it, that the worst thing can, that can happen to you is not failure. The worst thing that can happen is a, is a learning lesson. That's the worst thing that can happen, is that you can't fail. The worst thing you can do is learn. 
So if you if you can grab a hold of that, and it removes the fear of failure away, and it and it, it kind of helps you be courageous because it's like, hey, I can't fail. The worst I can do is learn. <laughs> so the, if you can settle in yeah. that, you can grow in your your career. Absolutely, another way to shift your mind too, right? So I love talking about seasons, and I ask everyone this on the podcast because there's something that's happening in Ricky's season that might help me in mine, right? So right. if you think about this season of your life, what is one word that describes what God is teaching you? <laughs> now, this is going to, to sound like a total shift, uh, but it is, and it's been definitely my season is God has really been dealing with me about reconciling with old promises. Uh, and I feel like uh, life has a tendency of making us kind of readjust our lives or kind of think maybe I heard wrong, maybe I perceived it wrong, maybe I heard right, but, I, but I'm applying it wrong, or I thought it would look like this and maybe it's not. And so I think as a, as a coping mechanism, what we do is we lower our expectations, at least for me. Uh, I lowered my expectations to kind of aid as a coping mechanism against disappointment and against unfulfilled prophecies and against that stuff. And lately what God has really been doing is saying, hey, all of that stuff that you wanted to push away or to say, yeah, I'm not going to believe as hard or go as hard or go after as much, or maybe I'm, that's not going to happen for me. I want you to reconcile with all of those old prophecies and old promises. And so it's been, it's been a, a interesting journey because it has made me have to realize that, hey, that I have faith, but there are degrees of my faith that need to come up, need to be elevated. I need to have a little bit more, you know, courage and faith and tenacity about this uh, and uh, uh, coming to face, face to face with the reality that, oh my God, I, there's parts and arenas and dimensions of faith I've not walked in yet because I'm so afraid of disappointment. Uh, and the fear of disappointment will keep you out of faith, even when you say you believe. And you can even operate in a measure of it. But if there is any any area of fear towards disappointment in your life, that is exposing an area of faith you have not walked in yet. And so God has really been dealing with me about, hey, I, I want to deal with that fear of disappointment. Uh, and one of my favorite scriptures in this season has been those who put their hope in the Lord will not be put to shame. Uh, and that has just been a ringing theme for me is that God is constantly reaffirming and, and allowing me to know that as long as your hope is in me, there there's no shame. There's no future shame coming to you. Uh, so you don't have to be, you know, disappointment brings shame. You know, failure can bring a sense of shame for us. But if I can be resolved that as long as I keep my hope in the Lord, I don't have to worry about a future of shame. It is going to push me to move into more faith. So that's really what God has been leaning on in my life. As I needed that as for my think. <laughs> Listen, listen, people will look at you and be like, oh, you got faith. Oh, you strong. Oh, you good. You, you're doing this and, and not realize that even though I'm doing this, there's so much more for me to do. And yeah. the reason I'm why I'm not doing it, if I'm honest, is I fear disappointment. I fear failing. I feel not I'm not moving into it. So if, if God can put his hand on that, then what he's really trying to do is get me to a higher dimension of faith. Listen, I reached up and grabbed that entire word because I don't know if it's you also listening to the podcast who needed to hear that. Okay, <laughs> we got to reconcile 
some of these old words that we've got. Absolutely. I needed to hear it. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow, <laughs> this has been so amazing. Oh my God, I felt just the presence the entire time. So I can only imagine what it's like to hear you in the pulpit or on the stage or you know what I mean? <laughs> Giving the word. Tell the I people how you. they can find you because we need to hear these messages that you're putting out. Okay. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, I have uh, several books uh, that are available on Amazon. Uh, you can go to Amazon.com. I have a book called Unsearchable that is on literally just the first chapter of Ephesians. Ephesians is probably one of my favorite books. Uh, and I spent a year of teaching and I only got uh, through the first chapter, <laughs> but I, I, I pulled it together and put it in book form. So that is available. I have a book on uh, a small, smaller book on tithing that's available. Uh, I have a book on that I call what my very first book I wrote on War of the Wheels, uh, which is uh, my uh, lessons that I learned in the heart's fight. The heart goes through a fight uh, when you're trying to embrace the future, because as, as much as we want the future, as much as we desire it we also have a fear of the unknown because there's always an element of mystery to everybody's purpose you know everybody has some insight but also everybody has some mystery and and the heart fights that the heart likes to know where am i going going next what is going on and so that book is a small book of, of about seven principles that god kind of used in my daily walk with him on how to walk in purpose. So that's available on Amazon. I have a podcast available on uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple podcast uh, called Scriptures Revealed. Uh, and so uh, you can uh, go there, uh, look at the Ephesians teachings on there, other uh, teachings. Right now we're going through uh, the hundred revelations of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. Uh, so we're going through that on the on the podcast. Uh, also, my, my favorite, favorite, favorite thing is uh, right now is I have this Facebook group uh, called the Bible in One Year. And it's actually, you know, a Bible uh, reading plan to kind of encourage people to kind of build a community to encourage people to actually spend time every day reading the Bible. We're not reading five, six chapters and all that, because I think that that go, you don't need to read that that much. We're reading at max two chapters. And we're not, and we're only doing it Monday through Friday. So we give you a break on the weekends to catch up on reading or anything like that. Uh, but we read together and then every week we come together and I kind of share based on what the readings were that week, uh checking in with uh different people. And it's just discipline of daily Bible reading. I love that group. Uh, we're probably at about 4,000 strong now of people that are in there that are just a community of believers that just want to fall in love with Jesus through the scriptures. Don't fret. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and put those links in the show notes. Listen, Ricky, you have just wrecked us today, okay? I feel like <laughs> we're going to walk away feeling, one, like they can they can be healed, right? So there's Absolutely. a belief there's a belief attached. Um, and then, two, they have the practical tips you know, and some strategies that they can start using every day. Thank you so, so much. We got to move on to the A. We got to get this application because we need you to try a few things at home. So come on over to the A. We made it to the A. Let's go. It's application time. That was amazing. And I really feel like there are so, so many practical tips that we can take away, right? And so I love that. And of course, I have the application um, that really goes along with what God has shared with me and what shifted, you know, my own trajectory um, as it relates to physical healing. So one, I want you to go back 
to that first episode, right, of healing, as we talked about, you know, it's time to heal, we created a chart that has five columns. So we're going back to that physical healing column, right? So if you have anything there, if you've been diagnosed with anything, diabetes or, you know, asthma, um, any of those things, if you've been diagnosed with anything, you you probably already have those in those columns. If you haven't and you've thought of other things like a what we think is a simple headache that isn't simple or common cold that isn't common, put those things in that column. So we want to go back to that column and think of any physical health issues that we have. Okay. Now, the first part of the application, you know, after you have went back to that column, went back and filled in things that you need is to start to speak to the issue and not about the issue. So one of the things that Ricky brought up was that, you know, sinuses um, and spring is here, spring is sprung. And so if you have sinuses, then it begin to speak to your sinuses, not about your sinuses. Sinuses, I tell you to go. Sinuses, you have no place here. Sinuses, you know, so you're speaking to your sinuses, all right, and do that daily. The next part is to really go ahead and start those daily affirmations, like you mentioned, right? So the healer, God is a healer and the healer lives in me. The healer lives in my sinuses. That means the healer is pushing my sinuses away. You know, I will have no more sinuses, uh, sinus issues because the healer lives in me. So start your affirmations. Then I want you to do your own prayer file, your own prayer file. You want to document what is happening as it relates to any health issues in your life. Bring up any kind of like repercussions, anything that happens as a result of these issues, right? So if it's sinuses, you don't want to go outside as much. Write that down. You know, anything that the enemy would try to come against you with, you know, I can't have lunch outside, you know, things like that. And also putting some scriptures to the prayer file, right? What are some scriptures? One of the things that we were standing on for this entire series is Jeremiah 30, 17, because we know that God wants us healed. He wants us whole. And so you can stand on some scriptures by writing those scriptures down. When you pray through the file, you're going to pray about what the issues are, pray about the treatment for those issues, Pray that, you know, the enemy won't tempt you with those things that he's going to try to tempt you with and then pray through those scriptures. Okay. I think I might have to do uh, an example of this at some point, either on the podcast or maybe live or something of that nature so that you all can see, you know, how I walk through prayer fires and how I was taught to do it. It's a very, very powerful tool. Okay. All right. So that's your application. One, you're going to change your speech. You're going to speak to the issue and not about the issue. Two, you're going to start your daily affirmations. The healer lives in me. The healer lives in my sinuses. The healer lives in my bloodstream, whatever it is that's happening in your body. Okay. And then three, you're going to create a prayer file for yourself. And that prayer file is going to be just a word document or something that you have written down about the issue that you have physically you know, what the enemy is trying to tempt you with physically and some scriptures that go against that you can pray, you know, and stand on for that sickness or issue. All right. 
Let's do this. You got it. Okay. I can't wait to hear the healing stories and the power that is going to come from this episode. I love it. So of course, feel free to connect with me anytime as we pray through and get your healing. Okay. Let's go. So just as we end every episode, I just want to end with a word of prayer. So Father God, I thank you. God, I thank you for who you are, Lord. I thank you that you are Jehovah Rapha, God, that you are a healer. Father God, I thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice, oh God, who has a physical health issue. Father, I speak to their bodies now in the name of Jesus, and I command the power of God to live in every area, oh God, that they need healing. Father God, I thank you. Hmm. Lord, I thank you that you are moving in places and spaces all in their bodies, oh God. Lord, that you are moving in the bloodstream. Father God, that you're moving in the brain. Father God, that you're moving in the heart, Lord, that you're moving in the cells. Father God, I thank you now, oh God, for any diagnosis that they have. And Father, I speak to those diagnoses now in the name of Jesus. I ask, oh God, that you begin to dip them in the blood. We know that there is healing power in the blood. Father God, I command right now, oh God, that their bodies function, oh God, in the way that you have intended. Father God, I thank you now for your power, Lord, that your power can go through anybody, oh God, that your power, oh God, can reign in any place, oh Lord. Lord, I speak to areas of pain, oh God, and I tell pain to go. Pain, you have no place in our bodies. You will not live here. You have no authority here. Go, get out. I command right now, oh God, that your word in Jeremiah 30 and 17 says, oh God, that we shall be healed and we shall be whole. And Father, God, I speak right now, oh God, to any area of brokenness. I call forth a divine healing in all of those places, oh God. Lord, I thank you, oh God that you are now moving in places, oh God, that we haven't even called forth yet. Lord, I thank you. And so Father, I command now, oh God, that the miracle working power of the blood, oh God, begins to heal now in the name of Jesus. I push out any place, oh God, that is not functioning the way that you intended. Father God, I ask now, oh God, that you go to headaches. Mm. I ask that you go to cancer. I ask that you go to abnormal cells and abnormal heartbeats. Father God, I thank you now, oh God, for blood disorders, oh God, that they are being regulated now in the name of Jesus. I thank you now, oh God, that the right types of blood, oh God, are, are being produced and reproduced in the body. I speak now, oh God, to any place, any um ligaments, oh God, and I command right now, oh God, that they are mended in the name of Jesus. I speak now, oh God, for places, oh God, in the hands and the feet, oh God, limbs, arthritis. I speak to that now in the name of Jesus and I command the pain to go. I thank you, Father, that everything, oh God, issues of the heart right now in the name of Jesus are functioning the way that you intended, are producing blood the way that you intended, oh God, that there is no pain associated. Father God, I speak to headaches. I speak to things that are happening in our mind. I speak to stress responses now in the name of Jesus and I call forth the healing power, the divine power of God, the divine power, oh God, to shift those things now in the name of Jesus. Father God, I thank you that you are a healer. And I speak now, oh God, to all of those places that we have and all of those places that might try to creep up later, oh God. Mm. 
Thank you, Lord. Women issues, oh God, any places of reproduction, oh God, any places, oh God, now cysts and fibroids and things of that nature, oh God, Lord, I command those things to minimize. I command them now in the name of Jesus to be reduced, to be dissolved. Lord, I thank you now, God, that they are coming out of the body, that they're pushing themselves out of the body because they have no place there. Lord, I thank you now, oh God, for healing like never before. Baba God, thank you, Lord, for your power. You reign, oh God, you reign. And I thank you now, oh God, that everyone here under the sound of my voice believes in that healing power because you live in them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you again for tuning in. I am so excited about what God is doing in the lives of everyone that is connected to spirituality. It is because of you that this podcast is prosperous. Speaking of prosperous, if you would like to sow a seed into spirituality or Dr. Latanya Moore, feel free to send it via cash app at the Dr. Moore. That's at T-H-E-D-R-M-O-O-R-E. I appreciate you so much for joining this journey with me. So follow the journey by hitting subscribe, share the podcast, and follow me on Instagram at the Dr. Moore. You can also hit me up in you know my Gmail. Just send me an email at drlatanyamore at gmail.com. If you are a faith-based entrepreneur, listen, I would love to partner with you. Send me a message and let's connect. This is about to be epic.